Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Hello and welcome to Reliscope, the Relationship Science Insights podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions in life management science, providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. I'm your host, Aditi Kuti. Let's get on with the show. Welcome back to Reliscopes, the Relationship Science Insights Podcast. Um, I'm here today with Emma Chi, uh, who is a creative counsellor based in Auckland in New Zealand. So just across the pond. Welcome, Emma. Well, thank you. It's so nice to see you. It's lovely to meet you as well. We're going to be talking today about the benefits of open communication and relationship ideation, which is, I feel like um, relationship ideation is a term I'm not very familiar with. So I'm interested in learning about that today. Um, quite keen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like an academic atom. So not many people are familiar with this atom. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm that. I guess that's kind of what our whole show is for. We're going to be asking you all of those nitty gritty questions and, and figuring out exactly what it is. Um, but before we kind of talk about that, um, I wanted to ask you: uh, Do you want to tell like our audience a bit more about yourself and and what you do? Yeah, sure. Uh, you already know my name is Emma. Um, I'm working as a counselor for seven years, so in different countries. Currently, I'm in New Zealand. Um, about my um, education background, I actually got my um, master degree of psychology from Massey University and uh, got my counseling degree from Auckland Uni. So um, that is basically my education background. But I really love use different ways to help my counseling services, like use arts or like sanitaries. So lots of things. I think um. Um, counseling actually is a way for people to know each other and also it's um, I mean for you to meet a new you a different you so I really um, like my job <laughs> yeah yeah that's such a great way of putting it like for you to meet like a different version of yourself and I'm assuming a healthier version of yourself as well um it's hard to say actually it's kind of like an adventure you meet a counselor different counselor I mean for uh, some people they might meet like five or seven, you know, counselors to, to see which one is the right one for them. So um, actually they need to, uh, when they to meet the, you know, right one, actually they need to meet the wrong ones first. So I can't say they are all healthy for everyone, but it depends. You can see it as an adventure. So you need to, you know, be brave to try new things, to meet new you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, before we kind of launch into our topic for the day, we've got a section called Have You Met Emma Chi? in which I ask you a very, a few very quick questions about yourself. Are you happy to answer them? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Fantastic. What is your favorite book? Uh, my favorite book, I would like to say the, um, the Neurotic Personality of Our Time. So that is written by uh, Carrie Hornai. So it actually is kind of like an academic book, but it is um, very, um, you can also say it's an easy book for everyone to read. Even you don't have psychological uh, background, you can also read it. Um, 
I mean, for this book, when you read it, you can meet uh, yourself. I mean, you can find yourself in this book, like uh, your behavioral models and uh, why I love um, this color, why my partner loves this color. So it's kind of like um, help us to uh, um, improve our awareness about ourselves and our partner. So um, it's very good for you to um, learn yourself and your partner. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's really awesome. Another one to add to my personal book book list as well. Um, what about um, a movie? What's your favorite movie? Uh, my favorite movie, um, I would like to say Coco. Do you know that movie? I do know yeah. Coco. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the animation movie. I really love that movie. I mean, um, you know, the Michelle, uh, his um, connection with uh, his nanny really you know touched me a lot and maybe because of uh my personal experiences another reason is like um, this movie is um really have helped us to gain an idea about a whole the intimate relationship especially you know the intimate intimate relationship in our families will shape our own identity and the destinations like um for example um michelle's mom like uh, how she um how she treats Michelle. So yeah. Oh, I think that's Miguel, not Michelle. Miguel, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miguel, yeah. Like uh, why Miguel loves music and um, how Miguel loves her nanny. So you can find all clues from this movie, like uh, how how the love in the family will influence our own behaviors. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Coco is such a great movie. If, if anyone who is listening or watching hasn't seen it yet, you should definitely go check it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about a podcast that you've been listening to lately? Podcast that I've listened recently, uh, probably the uh, "Shall uh, Where Shall We Begin." Yeah, that is one I hold by um, host by uh, Esther. Yeah, that's her name. Um, she's a very experienced uh, therapist and a counselor. So um, actually, I love this podcast because um, Esther can give lots of different ideas about uh, people's related relationship issues. So um, every time when you listen her podcast, it's kind of like you um, attend a you know master class in interpersonal or communication skill. I really learn a lot from her podcast. Uh, another reason is like um, for this podcast that it involves lots of real world examples. And yeah, it gives you um, a rare and raw insight into intimate relationship because there is unscripted, uh, you know, um, sessions about a couple's relationship. Yeah, that is really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's Esther Perel, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, what who's a famous role model that you have looked up to either in your personal or your professional life role model um i hope my answer wasn't bothering you um i would like to say oprah winfrey okay okay <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um i'm not saying like um her as my role model because of her like um uh her overcome like a an adversity yeah i mean her story is really inspiring, but for me, I really love her um, life philosophy. Like uh, you can tell from her book, uh, Mister uh, or Mrs. Just Right. She believes there is no Mister Right. There, you know, Mrs. or Mister Right doesn't exist. So um, 
she believes uh, like people should let go of the unrealistic expectation about uh, you know Mr. Right or Mrs. Right. So everything is just right. Everyone has its own strengths and weakness. So it's um another reason is like she in her this book like uh, she believes. You must learn yourself first before you love others. So if you you know how to love yourself, you know、uh, how to recognize your own、uh, strengths and weakness. You you will recognize other people's weakness and、uh, you know strengths. Then that's the chance you can love yourself and others. That's the relationship she believes. I really love this from philosophy. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I I agree very much with the. This, I mean, I agree with all of it, but especially the second half of that. You know, learning to love yourself before you can love other people. I, I really resonate with that, and that you have to kind of one figure out who you are, and then like enjoy your own presence. I think before you can enjoy the yeah, yeah. I, I really like that. Then, then she believes because you know yourself, then you will meet the right you. Then you can meet the right person, a Mister、yeah. Right or Missus Right. Yeah, that is because you are the right person. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true.、Um, I would love to keep talking about Oprah with you, but I, I've got to move on to the final question of the segment.、Um, what's the last course that you completed? The last course, um, um, I don't remember actually, but I would like to say the family therapy. Yeah, in Auckland Uni, I really loved that one. It gives me a clear idea about as you know the dynamic of relationship in family. So you can see the circle, you know, happen. You know, like、um, you will definitely find someone is similar to、um, to your father. Well, that is, I don't believe that at the beginning, but in the end, you can tell like how your family shape your our relationship type. Like, oh, that's why this person is my type. That's why I don't like that person. So you can tell actually there are lots of reasons just rooted in your family relationship. That is so real. So yeah, I would like to say I love that family therapy that course. For sure, for sure. Well, thank you for answering、um, that that segment. We've gotten to know you a little bit better now.、Um, you're known, so we can move on、uh, to our main、uh, part of our show, where we talk a lot about open communication and how open communication helps develop relationship ideation.、Um, I wanted to start off very broadly, you know, just to kind of contextualize our discussion. How do you define a relationship, especially a romantic relationship?、Uh, define relationship. That is kind of like an academic question. Yeah. Okay. Um. So. Um. Technically. Um. Like relationship is definitely association or connection between you know um maybe two people or more people. So um it involves lots of different forms. Um, but for romantic relationship, it's kind of like it also involves exchange, like your values, your expectations, your beliefs, your um, you know, um, experiences. So that is romantic relationship. Um, for for that,、uh, um, I mean, apart from、uh, you know your exchange, uh, those stuffs, it also involves like um, like sexual part, you know, physical part, emotional part. It includes lots of different parts, actually. So, um, but for my idea, I mean, um, that's a boring answer. Then, for my idea, personal idea, I would like to say, um, it's kind of like a song. 
you know, especially the romantic relationship. Um, this song is full of intense feelings, like it has ups and downs. So um, sometimes you, when you found this song, you really love this song. Oh, it's so amazing. When you listen to this song for a while, you think, okay, you know every word. It's kind of like you know your partner, their special habits or why they love that. So um, then um, you listen, you put this song on your uh, playlist. You listen it like uh, maybe every day. Then you kind of like feel it's uh, boring, but you still love it. And um, someday when you heard this song again, all oh, the same feeling comes. So that is kind of like the romantic relationship for me. It's, it's like a song, but uh, full of intense feelings. Um, sometimes make you just want to dance, close with some special one. Sometimes, oh, it gives you like, okay, I want some time to just a um, alone time. So that is um, relationships for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a great metaphor. And, and it's a song that you just know really well. And it might get a little boring, but that doesn't necessarily mean you won't you stop loving it or that you won't rediscover the same feeling um, after a while, for sure. I love that. In your opinion, um, does a relationship still hold the same like meaning as it did decades ago? How do you feel they've changed? Um, it's definitely changed. I mean, the public opinions towards our relationship, especially romantic relationships. Um, I think, uh, um, I would like also use metaphors here because it, it's boring. Like we always say like academic way, uh, decades, decades ago, I think a relationship is more like a basic uh, flip form. They have like a, a clear cut, uh, limited functions. For example, people meet, uh, people marry, then you start a family, then that's it. You don't have much choices. Um, and then currently, current, uh, currently the relationship is more like a, a, a new smartphone than the past. You have uh, lots of choices and uh, lots of um, applications, lots of um, updates. And uh, yes, of course, lots of bugs and glitches. Yeah. So um, I'm not trying to see which one is more important or which one is better. Actually, for a current relationship, I think uh, it uh, allows people to have more room to do, you know, personalization. They can choose different ways or different relationship cultures to meet their own needs and desires. So that is definitely different from decades ago. So, yeah. But, uh, I mean, there are still the same things actually remain. Um, I mean, no matter it uh, was decades, years ago or currently, you know, um, the mutual respect, uh, love, and uh, communication remains a fundamental. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I guess how kind of going into our topic for today, we talked a little bit like what is relationship ideation? And I'm happy for you to get very academic with the definition or give us a metaphor, whichever one you feel is best to kind of describe what it is. Um, relationship ideation, um, it involves like uh, ideas, beliefs, uh, values, um, like one have about uh, the relationships. This views also includes like um, 
you know, the roles individual play in the relationship. Then also the power dynamics and the communication uh, styles. So, um, for example, like uh, for um, what do you believe uh, is a wife? Or what do you believe what is a husband? What husband should do? What a wife should do? So people have these ideas so they can talk about it with their partner. So um, actually, uh, I think it's a relationship involves three entities. Like what is you? What is your partner? Uh, another one is the relationship. So when you talk about uh, relationship ideations, it may include those three entities. Three entities like uh, yeah, uh, what you believe, what your thoughts, what you values, what you expect. So that's basically, uh, I think, yeah, that is relationship ideation. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like how. It's not so much related to your partner as it as it is how much you expect a relationship to be in the future, like, or is it tied to a specific person that, like, is it, does it change based on the person you're with? Yeah. Um, okay. Mainly, partly it's based on you, but the relationship involves two people there, right? So mm, you are the master here. Yeah. Like, a, how do you believe, like, a, for example, me, what I believe a wife should be, then what I believe a husband should be, then what I believe a relationship should be. But I need to talk those ideas with my partner to see if we are on the same page. That is relationship ideation. Yeah, it's kind of like harder to um, explain. But um, um, for for us, we, we need to uh, remember that uh, you need to figure out uh, your ideas first. Yeah, so that is more about you, like uh, what is uh, my boundary. So, um, yeah, I definitely can't accept uh, like, uh, you know, cheating on me. So that is the foundation of your, you know, idea about a relationship. So you need right. to figure out that first. Then you ask about your partner's idea. The exchange process will be the, you know, um, your, your discussion about relationship ideation. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I guess um, how does open, I mean, I want to start, first of all, what is open communication? Uh, I think <laughs> I think that might be an easier question to start with. Yeah, yeah. For open communication, that is actually a very brief decision, actually. You know, people, um, okay, I should answer this first. <laughs> so open communication uh, looks like, um, you are brave enough to tell to tell about your thoughts, your feelings, your needs, um, honestly and clearly. So, um, yeah, it's kind of like, um, for example, in when you um you are trying to sell your house, you can't tell others, look, that is my house, buy it or not. That is not open communication. You better invite the person into the house, telling them. Okay, you see, this is the living room, this is the kitchen, this is the bathroom, this is the guest room, and this is the decoration style, and why I love this decoration style, blah, 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 those stuff. That is called open communication. You can't tell them, okay, just love me or not, this is me. That's it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that is not open communication. You better tell them, okay, I love this, and why I love this. And uh, for example, I'm a dog person, why I love dogs, and I'm... Do I hate cats? No, I don't hate cats. Yeah. So you, you you need to tell your partner, okay, this is me. Why this is me? That is called open communication. 
And um, then it's not, not actually uh, easy to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I guess in the, in the context of like relationship ideation, it's you need to you need to have open communication with your partner in order to have an accurate idea of what your relationship with each other is going to look like and whether it's going to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. I, why, what a kind of, does open communication change over the course of a relationship? Like, have you noticed things change as you kind of get more and more serious with each other or spend more time with each other? Um, yeah, of course, like the open communication, um, this idea changes through the course of relationships. I mean, uh, for example, at the beginning, people are more like uh, trying to tell uh, their partner about themselves, like uh, not everything, uh, mainly the good thing, the positive stuff. Like, okay, I got, uh, I'm educated, uh, I have a decent job or something, blah, blah, blah. And I love um, dogs, I love cats, and I love coffee, or I'm a, I'm a tea person, something. They try to do more self-exploring, um, so to see if other person is interested in them. Mm -hmm. um, at the same time, they will try to, you know, create chances to learn more about their partners. So that is uh, the open communication at the first beginning stage. When the relationship um, comes to the mature stage, so people are started uh, starts to talk about serious things like uh, the shared relation, shared um, responsibilities, like long term um, relationship goals, and also like how should we uh, deal with our conflict conflicts. So those stuffs means they are really um, serious about this relationship, and uh, when it comes to the. I mean, if the relationship goes on. So when it comes to the advanced stage, it means um, actually you can tell. Maybe people don't speak about, you know, uh, verbally. Sometimes they use nonverbal to show themselves. Like uh, you can understand, oh, what your partner means, like uh, the meaningful silence. Or uh, when you see them, just one look, you know, or what they want. That is also open communication. So at a different uh, stage of the relationship, so you will tell the difference of the open communication. Yeah, that uh, definitely every um, every stage of the communication has its different uh, forms and challenges. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I guess it, it, what what kind of questions should you be asking during this relationship ideation process when you're trying to figure out a shared vision for your relationship? What questions should you be asking your partner? Uh, you mean exactly questions? Yeah, like what kind of what are the things that you should be thinking about? Like what what shared values should you be discussing? You know, for example, you were talking about how at the beginning of the relationship it might be something as like surface level, like you know, are you a dog or a cat person, or like coffee and tea? Like it'll be stuff like that. But as you kind of get deeper into it, you're talking more about how many kids do you want, you know, um, stuff like uh, what, what, where would you like to live, you know, where would you like to make a home, stuff like that. Um, what are those, at that stage, what are the things that you should be asking each other? What should you be trying to find out about both yourself and your partner? Mm. 
Yeah, actually, for the first stage, there there is a beautiful tool we can use. Like you can search that through Google, like a, a thirty six questions. Yeah, just to use that as the two keywords, you will figure out the setting thirty six questions. Yeah, so um, it saves you lots of time, and <laughs> you don't need to figure out okay, what exactly question I should ask myself or my partner. Um, yeah, people will. You know, it's easily for people to feel stressful about that. Uh, they are worrying about uh, hurting um, their partner's feeling. What if we are not on the same page? But uh, these uh, 36 questions, it kind of like, uh, they ask questions in an uh, indirect way. So it's good for you to, um, to you know, practice on this. And I also recommend uh, like repeat those 36 questions from time to time, maybe like uh, twice, um, like a, uh, uh, once a year or once two years. Yeah, it depends. Uh, actually, this um, 36 question is actually based on uh, research. So um, it means um, help you to quickly understand the word one person, maybe in a short time, like a one hour, though you will know lots of things about this person. At the same time, you know, during the answering and uh, asking process, you will also get an idea about yourself. So the the good part is like uh, at the same time you understand what you want and uh, you also understand what your partner wants yeah that is for the um, first uh, stage uh, of re the relationship when it comes to the middle and uh, advanced uh, stage that things should be more um uh personalized because um some questions will pop into your mind so we can't give uh, like a fixed idea here but uh, mainly it's about uh, what relationship is, what a wife is, what a husband is. Like um, it's all about the family actually. Because if you want it to be a long term long term relationship, you definitely have lots of uh, you know things to think about. Then make a list about that, and also ask your partner to make a list about that. Then you too can exchange that. Uh, find a right time, a right uh, you know environment. Uh, I mean a place to discuss about that, yeah. Mm -hmm. What are some of the common, like, barriers to open communication? Why do people find that difficult? Yeah, uh, like, uh, first of all, you know, um, open communication is pretty good. But if you don't use it in an appropriate way or right way, it will, you know, damage the relationship. First thing is like uh, we need to understand everyone has their own communication style. You know, someone might be more uh, direct or straightforward. They can tell their feelings and their needs directly. You don't need to worry about that. What they say is what they want. That is easy, actually. But for someone else, they may be more, you know, um, indirect, more subtle. They are not good at speaking themselves out. It, it's, it's not about they don't want. It's just they don't know how to say that. So um, we need to uh, pay attention to that and respect the difference. Then you know, oh, uh, maybe it's hard for my partner to speak up or uh, to speak his needs or fend his needs. So I need to give him more time rather than push them out, force them to say, oh, what do you want? Why you can't just tell your needs just like me? What's wrong with you? So it's it's not right, actually. So we need to respect the difference. People will have different communication style. 
Um, another thing is like, um, maybe this person is good at uh, speaking themselves out, but something happened. For example, their last uh, partner. Well, their partner, last partner didn't give them like um, a good response about that. So they think, okay, maybe I should not do that. So I should pay, you know, zip. So, so that for that thing, for the past trauma or the, you know, for this thing, actually it's easy. Um, if you know what's happening there, so just to be more patient. Yeah, you know, they will back to the right person. They will speak themselves out. The thing you need to do is like show your patients, let them know you are a different person. So you can help them to express themselves out. This place is a safe place for them to speak their needs out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's a really important point because you can communicate yourself. Um, but no, if you're not actually listening to what the other person has to say, or if you're not being listened to, it's kind of like there's no real point <laughs> in saying what you need to, right? Like it has, to, it's it's a give and take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, yeah, you remind me. Actually, it's very important for, um, for people to really listen, you know, especially during the open communication. Like, uh, it's quite normal for us not, you know, not listening, just uh, planning our response. So, yeah, so actually there is a difference. Just listen um, what your partner is saying. Just pay full attention to that, not planning your response. Yeah. What do you feel for people who struggle to communicate themselves? How can you, what, what, what would you tell them to help them get better at communicating themselves to their partner? Um, help themselves to speak themselves out. Um, actually, yeah, that is a difficult part. Actually, they cannot just do it by themselves because this is a relationship. So their partner definitely have to do something towards that. Yeah, like for themselves. Um, they should realize, you know, this is a new relationship. This is not as a past relationship. The ha or the history is the history. It's in the past. So Kratzla is a new person and uh, they can pay more attention to this, the person just in front of them to see their communication style, like if they tell their needs directly or not. So they can make a, um, a decision to what to do and for their partner, if the partner know what's happening in the past, the partner will actually, you know, um, offer a safe place for 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 this person, like uh, letting them know, okay, currently is a new partner. You know, you have a new partner, and you have a new relationship. You can try to see if I'm the right person. Yeah. So that is um, actually involving uh, relationship management. Um, if it is hard for this person or for this person partner to do that. Maybe it's a time to seek a, you know, a professional one to help you too. You know, sometimes there are lots of things just uh, need to be processed. So it uh, should not be, be, it should not be, should not be anyone's burden. Actually, you should find a counselor or therapist to deal with that. Then you can have this new relationship. Yeah. And I, I think like, uh, a therapist, a counselor, um, 
someone with the training to actually help you communicate better, ask the right questions. And also they are detached from the situation. So in, in the instance, you know, that you are trying to come up with a vision for your relationship and it just so happens the vision doesn't align, I'm sure that can result in some pretty, I mean, feelings get hurt, I'm assuming, right? In that process. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, even for the new relationship, people are also worrying about, oh, am I going to hurt hurting my partner's feelings? Should I say that or not? Yeah. Yeah, that is the part we really need to uh, improve our communication skills, like um, use affirming language. Like uh, actually, um, everyone, I think everyone, um, you know, has the gift to make a com- conversation or communication. It's um, just trust yourself because your love and your um, trustful attitude will influence the whole environment influence your partner's attitude to speak themselves or not. Like um, um, this attitude is actually affects our relationship. For example, it's like, uh, are you really listening? And uh, are you planning your response? So that is actually an attitude factor in this part. So for our um, um, communication, when we speak ourselves out, uh, you know, you will value your partner's um, speaking, like appreciate uh, uh, what they said. I mean, if you are disagree with that, but you will also be grateful. Oh my God, she speak herself out. You know, you are not thinking about, uh-huh, yes. is the right answer. No, no, you are not thinking about that. You are just a bit grateful, like, oh my God, it's a good chance for him to speak himself out. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah, just to use a forming language when you try to um, make an open communication with your partner. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Uh, that's a thank you for answering, I guess, all of those questions. Um, that does bring us to the end of that main part of the show. And I, I want to move on now to how we can put everything that we talked about into practice a- and how we can apply it at home. So for our, we, this segment is called the practice slash habit experiment debrief. Um, and I guess I wanted to start it by asking you, Emma, what's a practice that either you have done or you have recommended to a client to improve yourself, um, to improve your communication skills, um, especially in the context of developing this shared relationship ideation? Um. For that, during my um, experiences, I actually would recommend the two games for my clients. Actually, that's my favorite two games. Um, for example, like one is switch roles. I don't mean the one, you know, in the bedroom, but just uh, in the, you know, normal life. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. for example, if you are the one normally pick up children and your partner is the one prepared the dinner, well, for that day, switch roles. To see okay. what uh, you know, do relax. Yeah. yeah, because um, I know it's about uh, um relationship ideation and open communication, but it is hard for people to you know grab this abstract uh, atom. But uh, when you use this game in their practice life, they started to know. Okay, oh, you know, that's the life from my wife's perspective. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's her life. Okay. So they started to gain ideas about what they want, what is their partner expecta- 
you know, expects and what relationship is look like from another side. Yeah. So that's, that's, yeah. So, I mean, after this game, the main part is talking about that. Like, how do you feel about that? Okay. Oh, that's what um, a wife, you know, does, what a husband does, and you do it in a different way. How do you feel about that? What do you think a wife is? What do you think, a, you know, a husband is? So the first part is switch roles. And the second part is just to make a summary. That is, uh, you know, because of the game, you have some materials to talk about. You know, you definitely know your normal life. Then you get an idea about your, you know, another idea about your husband's life from your perspective. So that is a good materials to talk about. Um, another game is like uh, set up a uh, king's day and a queen's day. Like, um, uh, actually, if you what an uh, easy, easy version that would be like just to set up one King's Day, like in, for example, uh, for example, I will set up tomorrow be a King's Day for my husband. So um, I will treat him as a king. Yeah, in my way, what I think a king should be treated. So I will do that for, for him. And um, the same thing, um, I will pick a day as a Queen's Day, like once a month. So he will treat me as a queen so yeah and then we will discuss okay uh what you do uh is very good and what you do is like mm, not that good but i really appreciate so the actually there is a fun way to do this king's day like um you two can make it uh um, have more fun like uh, uh widgets on everything like um mm, uh, have the uh playing have played like a crowd world quiz and board games. Who wants um, credits more can can say, okay, tomorrow maybe a Queen's Day or tomorrow is a King's Day. That one has the right to say that. So you can have more fun about that. Uh, the same thing is like after have the King's Day or the Queen's Day, you two can, can discuss that. Because um, it's hard for people to speak themselves out verbally. Some people really don't know what to say. They don't know what their needs are they really don't know so through those games they can figure out oh that's what i need oh that could be a need so they can discuss more that is they can use those games to help them develop relationship ideation because at the very beginning people may have no idea about that so that definitely helps something to help yourself to gain those ideas yeah yeah, for sure. Um, I I like both of those. I, I really like um, the idea of swapping roles in that, like, especially when it comes to chores, I think kind of just when you've been, especially if you've been in a long-term relationship with someone and you kind of just found your rhythm and that, you know, this is the stuff that I'm meant to do and this is the stuff, like it just works for like whatever schedule that you have, like swapping it around and seeing how, you know, you find doing something different, doing something that they normally do is uh, I think a really interesting way of, of looking at it. Um, yeah. 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 It's also to help people to uh, break new ground and you don't take it everything for granted. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Are there any challenges with with taking on um, that th the the first one at least the swapping of the roles? Because I I can already think you know 
Um, often the uh, division of labor is is based on people's work schedules, like their career schedules. Um, you know, when are they going to work? When are they coming back from work? Who's working closer to, if they have children, who's working closer to school and can pick them up on the way back? You know, stuff like that is based on convenience. I'm assuming that's kind of one of the challenges is that if you're swapping roles, even just for the day, it suddenly becomes even more inconvenient. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's the idea, actually. That other person, let another person to know like, a, what do you do for this family? You, you know, without you, they have to do those things, right? But because of you, you take this responsibility, not only because of the, you know, we see convenience as a big reason, but also behind the convenience is like, I would love to do this for my family. That is the love, actually. I do this not because of convenience, but also because of you. So that is like the reason, like a way would like to switch roles without this person. You have to do this by yourself. Mm -hmm. Then you don't need to take all the things they, you know, they done for you as granting them. Yeah. And another thing is like, I would like to tell my clients, you, you can, like you better need to uh, have some, um, you know, agreement beforehand, before like uh, you do everything, like um, you can do everything on your own way. And everyone should not judge their ways. There is no way to compare, you know, what what you know what happens to the way things already being done. There is no companion here. So that is the normal um things should be pay attention to before everything, before the, the role changing thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Based on your experience, would you combine I and I feel like this is almost a combination of practices and that you do the role swap and then you talk about it afterwards like it's 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 a you have to do two of those things but would you combine both of those with anything else to maybe improve um how that functions um you mean combine this game with uh like a, after this game the how to talk about how how can we make a open communication about that yeah. So like when you've done both of those things, right? So you've done the role swap, you've communicated with each other about how it's made you feel. Is there perhaps a third thing that you would combine with it to, to make, to, to, to improve on this practice? Um, to improve this practice. Mm -hmm. I'm not quite sure about the third thing. But so during the open communication, I mean, if you are want to talk about relationship ideation, you definitely need to pay attention to your communication skills um, in this process. Is that what you want to ask? Yeah, no, I think that's, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to hear like, more about that. Yeah. Mm, uh, I think um, when you talk about, when you started, uh, when you start to talk about that, uh, it's very important uh, to find, uh, you know, right place yeah i mean when i say right place it uh, means like a safe environment uh, um like uh, it's a place for both of you to feel safe and relaxed you can like say okay after the game let's talk about yeah immediately no 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 not like that uh, like maybe give yourself some you know a cup of drinking then we maybe only two of us in this house so we can talk about the same heaven maybe yesterday or the day before yesterday so yeah, well, you are free and you feel safe and relaxed. That's a very important thing. So you can 
being more you know open about yourself, and then you can be more available for your partner. Uh, another thing is like uh, when you um generally speaking, I mean when you're trying to express yourself or listen to what your partner is saying, just to be um be honest, uh, but uh, still like uh, um text for. I mean um you need to uh pay attention to your words, your tone. I mean, it's not a chance for you to speak yourself directly. Oh, I got a permission to hurt you. I got a permission to speak myself out directly. I don't need to care about my tone, my words. So you should not be angry if I say that. It's our open communication time. No, 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 like that. Even in the communication, you know, open communication time, you should also pay attention to your language, the language you use and your tone. Your gen- do it in a gentle way because, you know, we are not um, trying to finish some tasks. We're trying to enjoy the communication. Like uh, you, you are trying to understand your partner, right? You are also trying to express yourself. That is the aim. Not like, oh, we're trying to finish this task fast. Yeah, so not, not like that. So yeah, pay attention to your language. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, sure. Yeah, no, I totally, I, I think that makes so much sense in that I, I think sometimes with open communication, one of the misconceptions is that I can say what I want and then you have to listen because we are communicating honestly and openly. It's like you can be honest but, like, nice about it. You don't yeah, have to, yeah. you know, try to hurt your partner this way. It's not an opportunity to do that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's actually is one of the big mistakes like my clients always make. They say, okay, we said it's a open communication period. You should not be angry, okay? No, 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 like that. Yeah, you should be respectful. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, honestly, but tactful, yeah. Yeah, tactfully, for sure. Well, that brings me to the end of the experiment debrief. So thank you for asking all, uh, answering, sorry. you. I was doing the asking, you were doing the answering. <laughs> thank you for answering all of those questions. Um, I am now going to move on um, to our open mic um, segment in which I give you the opportunity to have a mini TED talk uh, about whatever it is you feel um, was important to discuss that perhaps we, that, that, you know, we're coming to the end of our episode. So was there something that you wanted the audience to kind of know to help kind of close this up, close this out? Uh. I think open communication, this topic is very important and we really need to raise the awareness, public awareness about that because people are always like, um, they don't talk about the relationship ideation. They think, uh, okay, um, they don't know how to do that. And um, they are also afraid, okay, okay, maybe I want a long-term relationship. Well, my partner, he seems like he, he only wants, you know, a short-term relationship or hook up. So yeah, we better don't talk about that. No, it's not like that. Um, I mean, even the things is like what I'm saying before. You know, you are definitely, you know, gonna be hurt anyway. So for that, you better to talk about the open, com- I mean, the relationship ideation. It's um, kind of like you jump into a car and you don't ask about the destination. You just, okay, I have a ride, that's it. You have a relationship, okay, you, maybe you call it a relationship, but is it? So, I mean, for open communication and uh, um, relationship ideation, 
you can talk about your own ideas and ask ask about your partner's idea. I know it's not an easy way, but do it. Then you will know um you can actually you can handle it. We just um you know, like the scary feeling, you know, um master our own behaviors. But once if you can open the communication, you know, at the first beginning, then you you can get a lot of gifts from there. Then for example, um you tell um the driver where you want to go or what you expect. And um then you know the driver where they want to go, right? Then you get an idea about your personal um your personal goals and your relationship goals. You can make a compromise. I mean you don't need to set up the you know the final destination, but you two can work together to set up the next destination. Yeah. Yeah. That's um I know it's not an easy thing to do, but once you master this open communication skill and um, uh, learn how to talk about relationship ideation, you will gain a lot from it. And your relationship mm -hmm. will be one that you really enjoy. Yeah. And I think I think you raised an important point at the beginning of that, which I don't think we got to discuss enough, which is like you might end up having values that don't match your partners and then you have to have a very serious conversation and, and spend time thinking about whether you can move on you know whether you should continue with the relationship or c find someone else you know end things there and find someone else and I, I think you know communicating is kind of that first step but like you said it's still not an excuse to kind of be mean to each other or, or be rude to each other in the process you still have to be kind even if it seems like you're not going to get the answers that you want and mm -hmm. yeah exactly and it also give you you know time to prepare for what you want to prepare or plan your future i mean even you don't have a i mean you two are not on the same page i mean maybe you want a long-term relationship or your partner only want a hookup or, or short-term relationship but can't say you know what they want then yeah. you know how to prepare, you know, how to prepare yourself for that. Maybe just enjoying this relationship or, you know, it's ready to move on or when to move on. You are ready for every possibility. That is amazing, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. You, everything you can master that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. Um, where can people find you if they if they want to, you know, get in contact? Um, actually, they can uh, they can find me through LinkedIn, or you can just uh, Google me. I could use Emma Chi. Um, maybe you can add uh, another keyword like psychology or counselor. Then you can find yeah. me. Most have my links there. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Emma. I've had such a lovely time chatting to you today. I've learned so much. Uh, so th thank you for joining me on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It's also good to talk with you and everyone. Yeah, so nice. Yeah. <laughs> You've been listening to Reliscope, the Relationship Science Insights podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Lab. For more episodes like this from 10 different life management perspectives, search LMSL on YouTube, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts, so you can get updated on everything we have to offer. We have a wide range of topics readily available for you to check out. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating our show, sharing it, and subscribing to our channel as it helps us grow and bring you more quality resources. More of our work can be found at re.lmsl.net, where you can join our movement. 
I'm Aditi Kuti. Thanks for tuning in.